0: All right. Good morning. Uh, Well, it might not be good morning when you're listening to this. My name is Cincy. I'm the director here at the Hope Venture and the host for today's podcast, Teaching Our Kids to Live and Love Generously. This is the third in a four-part series we'll be doing, and I'm so excited to be here today. As many of you know, we spend a lot of our time working with people in extreme poverty overseas in five different countries Um, and that's awesome but we couldn't do that without this fun generous hub of people that uh, are here helping make that happen so for this month of February we're taking a little bit of a pause to pay attention to our donors and try to think of ways we could help you on your journey of generosity and specifically we're going to talk about parenting generosity We've done a couple of those already again this is the third of a four-part series and uh, I'm really excited. We have good feedback already. Um, and personally, I have four boys, so I know what it's like to try to parent uh, and teach your kids things you're, you yourself are trying to learn. So we're excited to do that. We're going to have guests on each week. Many of you uh, have shared your struggles and your uh successes in doing that so we're excited to share a different person each week talking with us about their journey with generosity and even in the bible what God's taught them so we're excited for that Uh, before we dive in if you do have young kids and you're trying to listen to this and they're knocking over the milk in the kitchen or whatever is happening um, first of all breathe you're good you're doing great moms and dads Uh, secondly You can go to our social media and the link in the bio will have a PDF of a coloring page or activities page for your young little uh, kiddos. So if you want to download that, you can also go to our website Uh, in the footer. You'll find uh, a link also to download that PDF. Get them busy doing something and you can take a sip of coffee and listen in. We're excited to have you this morning. So... Today we're going to get started with uh, Barb. Barb Harms is our guest, and Barb has been a longtime friend. Um, and she actually helped me start the Hope Venture. I don't know if she really acknowledges that as strongly as it was, but she encouraged me to live and love generously in my way, to be giving the gifts that I have and the talents that I have to this world and was such a huge encouragement to me when I started. I mean, Barb, unbelievable. Like I, if you start an organization that you don't know how to do and you have ups and downs, you know, and I'd see Barb here and there and she'd just give me a smile and encourage me and strengthen me and those words meant so much to me. And so I'm excited to have you, Barb. Welcome, thank you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be diving into generosity. Um, let's let's just first introduce you a little bit, Barb. Tell us a little bit. Now, again, we're we're talking about parenting our kids and how we do that and how we live and love generously to teach them. Tell us a little bit about your family structure right now and how old your kids are and what your life is like.
1: Okay, well, uh, I'm probably the oldest. Well, I know I am the oldest one she's going she's to talk to here. <laughs> Whatever. So my kids are older than a lot of the other gals that are going to be talking. I am a mom and a grandma. My kids are out of the home. They're all married. I have nine grandchildren, so we're talking. My kids are in their early 40s, um, mid-30s. So um, I'm looking at this at a whole, whole other level way than your young moms that are working with their kids at home so I always say um, when you come to this time in life uh, my favorite phrase is always I I don't know how much I really know but I have learned a lot
0: you have yeah 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 you have and and you have three boys is that three right boys. And how many grandkids nine. do you have known? nine grandkids nine. oh I yeah. didn't realize that what's the age yeah. of them right now
1: They are 16 down to uh, a year and a half. 16 down to a year. So it's fun.
0: So, girl, also, not only have you, you know, done things for your generation, but you also have, you're in the same stage as a lot of our young parents listening to this in terms of a grandma trying to help be a partner in parents' lives in teaching their kids. Um, You know, I am going to say, when I, so when I first contacted you, Barb, you, like, you were, Thinking, no, I don't have much to say. And personally, knowing you, I knew that wasn't the case. I said, you don't have to do it, but yeah. you know, it's not going to be because you don't have nothing to say, don't have anything to say. Because yeah. I know you have things to say, and I know I watch your kids' lives and I see them serving all around our community and around the world. Um, they're doing amazing things right now, uh, leaders in a lot of different contexts. Um, but you mentioned something to me on the phone that. You felt like it wasn't until you you were driving down the streets of Lincoln one day and kind of got broken a little bit of your journey. Um, can you share with me a little what was that like or what happened there?
1: Yeah, um, you know I won't ever forget um, that time. You know, we my husband and I grew up in a Christian home, so we understood. Uh, supporting the church we understood that very well and so everything we did all our generous living was always within the the context of the church Mm -hmm. and so we did we did uh, whatever the church was involved with within the church walls and we also were involved with global missionaries Mm -hmm. you know and we gave generously to both of those Mm -hmm. I learned that when growing up and my husband did as well so we did the same thing but it wasn't until unfortunately Uh, All my kids were already gone. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it seemed like the Lord gave me um, this (laughs) almost a burden, a passion for the community. You know, what have we done in Lincoln? Mm -hmm. What have we done with nonprofits and Mm -hmm. faith-based and non-faith-based? You know, Mm -hmm. they're all helping people. Mm -hmm. We can be a light even in the non-faith-based. Yeah. So I took two weeks of, of going around and talking to people in, in the city of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, what was going on? What are they yeah. doing? I got to know a lot of a lot of the nonprofits that were helping the city yeah. of Lincoln. That was a real eye-opener for me. It took two weeks to get to all visiting wow. all the people, hearing their mission, meeting the people to find out wow. what's out here. And I remember at the end of two weeks, and, and it's hard for me to even talk about it without getting tearful, mm-hmm. because I remember it so distinctly, and it was such a um, a change in my thought process and heart was I was driving home, and the tears were coming down my mm-hmm. cheek, thinking, "How have I missed this? Mm-hmm. You know how have I missed this entire world mm-hmm. And now my kids are gone, you yeah. know I didn't teach them anything about this. Uh-uh. And I will never forget that, that feeling. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like I neglected, it was regretful, mm-hmm. and I can remember ending it by saying, you know, Lord, could you give me one more life here on earth, mm-hmm. one more, mm-hmm. that I could make it right, mm-hmm. and and now include this with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with my husband and I and the kids and, uh, you know, I knew he couldn't, but, you know, it was like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You know, it it was such a regret that I didn't mm. have it. And um, so, you know, I always say God didn't give me another life, but he did make me a grandma. And it's that <laughs> comment that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Maybe that's my second life. Yeah. You know, that he's giving me. Yeah. Or, or things like this. Yeah. You know, that I can talk about. So, you know, but but God is... You know, I, I, I was concerned about where will my kids be that I didn't, you know, we didn't expose them to this. Yeah. And. uh
0: But, you know, interestingly, you know, you were on this quest to say, God, how can I care more even? Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment where he showed you a little bit more that you could do and for you, you experience that as regret. But I, I look at that as that wouldn't have happened if you weren't open to his leading anyway. And he's different with us on every journey. Like everybody's story is a bit differently, different. So as you surrendered to him, and I, ever since I've known you, you've been a woman that's been, Lord, my life is yours. And like you said, you grew up in a church, kinda you know, you grew up with that understanding my life is his. Mm-hmm. And maybe he didn't take you to the community organizations or whatever right away but or even even in that moment teach your kids a certain thing mm-hmm. but you were living out this life that God had for you and now it took on a different expression and I one of the things I was excited actually was when you shared that, because I think some of us have this regret that we're not doing it like somebody else is, or some moms might be listening to this or wanting to listen to this and like, oh, I'm not that young mom, that's that. Or even some young moms, like, I don't know how to even get out of bed. How are they even talking about, you know, helping their kids do this or that? And I'm just barely getting by, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just, I long for us to not compare ourselves to everybody else and, and just have these open hands to God. Like, you can have your life in me, And you could teach us what that's like. And I think as we grow in that, we're going to find he's a generous God and he loves all mankind and every human that he made and every creature in creation, you know. And I think as we walk with him, it's just so exciting to watch your journey of now even, wow, mind blown of... This could be even more. I could do even more. And how many of us take two weeks just to drive around and say, what have I missed? What can I learn? What can I, and you were continuing to learn. It's just so exciting. I want to encourage parents to be learners, to keep learning, to say, hey, how can I take where I'm at today? And I think our job with God is to do today what we know to do. It's not to live in shame of what I didn't do yesterday and to think I should do it like somebody else is doing it but we, we live what we're supposed to do today is what he calls us to today. And you, I've watched you take those steps. I know you, I've watched you do that. And I think that is amazing. I think it's an encouragement to our listeners. Like you don't have to be like everybody on here, but if you know something God wants you to do, then do it and let your heart break. Let those tears roll off your face, you know? And that's how the whole venture got started. That's how you take another step in your journey and you're seeing a whole new door open up to you. And I think it's so exciting.
1: That is all true. And let me tell you one more thing, how God showed up. I shared with you my regrets yeah. and, and my neglects. Yeah. Well, um, when my kids were little, mm-hmm. we had someone come to our house who, who was in the ministry and he was an older parent at the time. Mm-hmm. And he had had several children who all were living for the Lord. Mm-hmm. They were all serving full time. And mm-hmm. I can remember I asked him, I said, how do you do that? How yeah. do you parent so successfully that you can turn around now and see all your kids serving the Lord? Yeah. He told me something. He said, what my wife and I have, have done from the very beginning is we have tried to do the best mm-hmm. according to what God yeah. has laid out to be a, the best parent we can possibly be. Yeah. But then we asked him, Lord, when we fail, would you stand in the gap? Yeah. And he said, we pray that all the time. Mm, that's great. I have taken that. And mm-hmm. I have done that. Well, the Lord did that for Marv and I. Mm-hmm. When we didn't do this, mm-hmm. this exposure for them, um, He stood in that gap. Yeah. And today, they they do serve Jesus. They do serve the least and the lost. Yeah. Uh, they do have a passion because God stood in that gap for me. And yeah. when I didn't see it hmm God did, and he took care of it. Yeah. You know, he has a calling on all his children. Yeah. And when we don't do it perfect, and we won't, mm-hmm. God steps in, and he says, I got this. And so it, it has a happy ending. You yeah. Know, because God is faithful
0: yeah i think that's a great prayer lord when i fail would you stand in the gap and help you know Mm -hmm. cover up and have grace on my Mm -hmm. children have mercy on us and you know one encouragement for me in that is god is the perfect parent and adam still like did his own thing (laughs) you know and the the perfect parent god the father had rebellious children of his own and we can set the So if you're listening to this podcast, we're not guaranteeing that all your children are going to turn out perfectly and our families are going to, you know, survive this with everything great, but their story's not done. We're going to see the end of this when we meet Jesus face to face, you know, we're going to see how this all was unfolding. But I think there is no, there's no promise as you listen to this, but there is, there is words from God's, you know, God's scripture that we cling to and that are a a context and environment that we can help shape our kids and you know hope that God stands in the gap for the places that we fail so awesome yeah I think I want to shift a little bit to I asked you if um if maybe there was a a verse that had helped shape how you parented or how how even God was working in you to be generous and we see that generosity is not just about money it's about this surrendered life to give him what is his in fact we wanted to use a definition this week um, or in this podcast series uh, straight out of the dictionary for generosity just a readiness to give more of something as in money or time that is strictly um, then is strictly necessary or expected so above and beyond what people are expecting in that moment but to to give our lives generously, um, to loving, to, to caring, to financial needs, whatever it might be. Um, trusting God's our provider, trusting him to supply us. And I think, um, I asked you if there's any verses that just help shape you in that, cause we can't shape, help shape our kids if we ourselves aren't being transformed. So tell us a little bit about what's, what's shaped you.
1: Well, actually, there's a lot of verses. Yeah. It was a <laughs> so, Bible. How hang many? On. I think there's like thousands of God verses. In a there. lot to say about <laughs> yeah. generous living. Yeah. And because uh, he himself said, I came to serve, I came to serve generously, yeah. which even took him to the cross. So that was something that's very intimate. To him, and it it, yeah. it expresses itself in the Word. So there, to me, are a lot of verses. Um, you know, the first one that that came to mind was John thirteen thirty four, where he said, "A new commandment, this is a commandment mm-hmm. I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you." So it wasn't just that we're to love, but he said, "I want you to love like I love." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and His love yeah. took it to the cross. Yeah, so. Um, and then the beautiful thing about that, too, was the next verse follows and says, this is how people are going to know that you're my disciples. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would think that just simply to love God, people would know then that you were his disciple. Mm-hmm. But he took it another step, and he said, um, they're going to know that you're my follower when you love other people. Yeah. And that that puts it in a whole other light when he says, so he commands us to love, but he says, I want you to love like I loved. Mm. And I want you to, and by that, people are going to know that you're my disciple because you loved them. Not just that you told them about Jesus, but yeah. that you loved them. Yeah, That will open up the door. Let me
0: pause you there a minute. How have you tried to do that? How, how has that played out in your life? Like, how have you seen his love for you and then tried to carry that out toward others?
1: Well, you know, you can share Christ with people and you can tell them about his love. But the thing that really changes people's lives is when you step into theirs and you say, I want to help you with this. That is when people have turned to me and said, who is Jesus? Mm. You know, why would you do this to me? Mm. So God knew what he was talking about when he said, if you love them. So it's not just telling them about Jesus, but it's going in. And getting yourself dirty with them, saying, I'm here with you. Yeah. You know, how can I help you? That opens up their eyes. Yeah.
0: I want to pause you there because actually it's reminding me that that's what I see in you sometimes. You know, I see you diving into people's mess. Mm -hmm. You know, I've watched you, my own life included, dive in with people and get into the mess. And I think sometimes we think to live for God is this perfect little life that we're not supposed to show our weaknesses or so I don't, I don't know where that crazy notion mm-hmm. comes from you know but loving involves diving into people's messes and because our lives are messy but that's where we see the beauty of God and it is a crazy thing how in that brokenness we see God show up and that's where we can really pour out his love and his his blessings you know
1: well and that's what I see you doing with Hope Venture you know you don't just sit here mm-hmm. you know you go where they're at and you turn around and help them that is a powerful thing yeah you know and you're not just sending money over there you're going Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. you have people on the ground you know that are are working with these people and loving on these people yeah Um, so that is a powerful thing god knew what he was talking about because people do respond to love
0: yeah i mean shout out to our partners overseas that are in it day in day day out you know they're they're dealing with some things. Even I was, I was caring for my mom last week, who's elderly and and close to you know even passing away possibly. And I was thinking about, it's not easy actually to care to dive into that mess sometimes and really care for someone who's struggling. And I was thinking about one of our partners at the Home of Hope, Raja, who's just doing that day in and day out with people that are in such desperate. Things and it just wears on you. It's tiring. It's overwhelming at times. And you know to see people actually doing that, and then and then to see people here even giving financially generously so that that could happen is is just mind blowing to me. Um, you also mentioned I'm going to pull out this. Uh, you mentioned you have a life verse, which I don't know if all our listeners have a life verse. Um, like you said, there's a lot of them. So, um, but you mentioned Philippians two, three, and four. Um, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others tell us a little bit of how
1: that's shaped your life as well well that is my um, you know sometimes i think god has um, i'm i'm going to back it up a little bit so that sure, you can understand sure. i'm uh, ephesians 2:10 i'm going to mm-hmm. i'm going to yeah. go back to that yeah, just go for, for a moment it. because it has something yeah. to do with this um ephesians well ephesians 2 8 and 9 talk about how you are saved yeah. you know it's it's by grace you've been saved it's nothing that we've done it's no action it's totally mm-hmm. as a, uh it's it's a result of his grace yeah then ephesians two ten says for we are his masterpiece created in christ jesus for good works mm-hmm. And I remember when I first read that, that was really astounding to me because if they would have, somebody would have said, why did God create you? Well, you know, there's a myriad of reasons why. Mm -hmm. But he says, no, I created you. I designed you. I've called you. I've saved you Mm -hmm. for good works, Mm -hmm. which then correlates with his commandment. Mm -hmm. So he not only commanded us, but he said, I've designed you. I've given you a heart for this. Mm -hmm. And I think... This verse then that you brought up, Philippians 2, 3 through 5, it was just, this has been a driving force in my life. And I can only say, apparently, that's how he created me. Yeah. You know, I will always, as, as a child, I remember mm-hmm. looking for mm-hmm. the hurting. Mm-hmm. I've just done it. It's yeah. a drive in my soul. Yeah. And I can't explain it, except yeah. God must have placed it there. Yeah and but that has always been you know ne- always thinking of others as more important than myself mm-hmm. you know that is just a driving force and i just have to say it wasn't so, you not don't learn that yeah you know it's something that god places in in one's heart i think and that's the only thing that i can say but he does that in everyone it's not just barb Mm -hmm. he says he's he's created each of us is his masterpiece and we each have been created on purpose for a purpose and it's not just for earthly gain yeah that that makes he's made it very clear in scripture it's to be able to share christ with people whether it's in Mm -hmm. action uh giving you know, serving how, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That is our purpose. And that's what he's talking about. But to do it, I think the how is by putting yourself second and yeah. not first.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, and it's interesting you say, I didn't. I didn't plan that, so to speak. God just put that in me. When I think of living and loving generously, it's it's because God's so generous. I I think of this spirit-filled life that God indwells in me, and he wants to pour himself out. And when... I am not being just selfish and holding on to my life, but I'm letting him do his thing. And through me, that is to me living and loving generously. Like that is, it's not about money. It's it's that open hands. It'll If he's giving me a lot of money, he might use that to pass that on to somebody else, you know? And I think as Americans, we have more money than we think we do. And so it does play out in money sometimes. But it's, if we are selfish with our, you know, I was thinking about a couple, couple weeks ago, we heard from Veronica talking about her husband's sharing chocolate chips you know and i was thinking today for some reason i was thinking about when i first met jeff my husband and we were eating a burger and fries or something and he picked a couple of my fries and i i I was a young believer like don't eat my fries suppose you don't take all my ketchup i just measured out to get my fries out there and like literally over the years god is really is that french fry that important and learning that you know i don't need my if i don't have enough fries or if i have less than i wanted or if i don't get any of them you know it's okay and but if i can't even learn how to share my fries how am i going to learn how to share all of who i am how am i going to learn to share money how am i going to learn learn to share when my son is waking up early and i don't want to get up you know but maybe he could use some breakfast or just somebody to pay attention to him like go away mommy's still sleeping you know but like what if My heart were changed and I'm not living selfishly. I'm not holding on to my life because I've got a provider that's going to give me more fries than I need, more ketchup than I need, more, you know, joy than I need. He's not robbing from me. I'm living a better life, even though I might have less money or I might have less of something the world calls great. I have this joy and this treasure, and my hope is in Christ, you know, and I can trust that to provide. So my life is, like you said in Philippians 2, you know, one where I can look out for the interests of others, and that's not easy all the time, you know, but that's how that played out, and you mentioned Ephesians 2.10, that we're created with that that desire in us to, to do life a certain way in that image of God, you know, so yep. kudos. I mean, I just think I think that's amazing. Let's shift to your kids a little bit, because this is, you know, God's been doing this in you, right? And, you know, whether your kids, um, you know, certainly God was at work in you when, like you mentioned, you've been you've been trying to live for Him and with Him for years, right? So through your kids growing up, through now your kids starting to have their own kids and grandparenting, and how is that, how does that look? How do we come along, children, and and help or anybody else see how? they also can hold their life with an open hand and choose to serve others and tell us a little bit about your desires for your kids whether it's your grandkids or your kids what do you hope your kids see in in not living for themselves but for others
1: okay well when you had asked me to do this Mm -hmm. i thought okay do i have something to say you know i (laughs) thought because i in comparison yeah. to the young moms, you know. And uh, so I called, I, I contacted yeah. each of my boys yeah. and separately. And I said, okay, what did you learn from home about <laughs> yeah. generous living? Mm-hmm. And uh, each of them said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And what they said was, I don't know why you're asking this question because it was just a lifestyle, you yeah. know. And I thought, okay. Yeah. You know, it, it was a lifestyle. They couldn't say, mm-hmm. man, we remember when, mm-hmm. you know, but they did say it was a lifestyle. You always told us where where you put the money, you know, mm-hmm. and what you were giving to. You know, mm-hmm. we were very transparent with them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they knew if we were helping a neighbor. They knew if we were helping mm-hmm. family. They knew, you know, if we were helping a friend or mm-hmm. what we're giving to church. Yeah. Or what, you know, mm-hmm. at the time we didn't, ha- there weren't any sponsorships mm-hmm. way back then. Yeah. But yeah. now you know they know you yeah. know oh, uh, oh, who the who the kids are. Even mm-hmm. still today we communicate that with them. Mm-hmm. So to to them and then they said, you know, we saw what you did, you know, mm-hmm. we were always involved in the church. We didn't know there was another way to live. Mm-hmm. So it was a lifestyle that they yeah. saw. And um again i i thank the lord for that you yeah. know that they saw that that they caught that and it it reminded me um you know as an older woman here i think about this passage in mark 4 33 and 34 where jesus said um he talked about how jesus always told stories and illustrations yeah, yeah. and then he would pull it says and then he would pull his disciples aside and mm-hmm. say do you understand what happened yeah. here yeah, and that's what we need to do as that's parents. That's great. And that's that's about as good as I can tell you about. Oh, an that's activity. awesome. But it's it's living life, and when you when you can pull the kids aside and say. I want you to sh- understand what's happening here, you know. Yeah. I want you to know this is what we're this is what we're doing and why. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be an activity or an event. It's mm-hmm. a lifestyle, but making sure that your children understand, you know, taking the time to explain some of these adult things that you're doing so yeah. they catch it, so yeah. they understand the purpose behind it. So I think that's that's kind of key that that you communicate that yeah
0: that's really good because it's so tricky i think especially even giving financially i think we um you know the bible does talk about you know not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing sometimes and we feel like we're supposed to maybe not tell anyone that we gave that or did that and but there's a different thing in a family where you're raising children to to give a certain way and it's not to to boast to them or to show them a certain thing i remember I had some friends that used to have their quiet times where their kids would see them and I I just didn't want to have a show of a quiet I didn't want to like oh I'm your mom that you know you can always find me with my bible in my hand it wasn't always true I didn't always have my bible in my hand you don't have to think of me that way I'm just a person yeah you know I'm just living my life but as I'm doing that there are moments where we're called to teach our kids we're Mm -hmm. we're told it's a huge you know as parents that's our calling is to raise these children in the way that God would have for them and so we want to take moments and I love your example there when he would pull the disciples aside Mm -hmm. and say hey do you get that Mm -hmm. and for you to say you know we were transparent with our Mm -hmm. kids we we Mm -hmm. shared with them what we're doing do you understand what's happening here we'd love for you to learn that Mm -hmm. that's so cool that's a great reminder and and,
1: you know we we didn't grow up with uh, I didn't grow up with with uh, great wealth at all we were extremely poor mm-hmm. and I saw my mom and my dad still giving, which mm-hmm. I won't forget huh. um, In our own home today with our three boys, uh, we didn't have an unlimited supply and that's why we wanted them to know you know where the money was going because if we couldn't go to Disney World, yeah you know we'd say because this is what we got to do yeah you know this is yes. where our money went. You know, so they understood that, and it was never a, well, you know, that stinks. You know, it was mm-hmm. never that. It was like, oh, okay, you know, we understand that. Yeah. So they, they got that. Um, but, you know, you, <laughs> I, I'm going to share one more passage with this. Sure. You know, in talking about, you know, when you don't have a great amount, and it means that if you give here, that means then something else yep. might not happen. Yep, You know, that's and true. that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And... um The one passage that is just as much a favorite as all the other ones that I've shared is in Mark 14 where Jesus was in Bethany and he was in the home of Simon. And Mm -hmm. when he was there, they were just kind of lounging. And I can just picture this happening where a woman comes into the door and I can just imagine her coming into the door and seeing Jesus. And her eyes are fixed on him with a smile, Mm -hmm. kind of like I see you having (laughs) in your face right now, Cincy. Mm -hmm. And going straight to him and breaking this vial of perfume and pouring it on him. Yeah. And, you know, everybody there was a little critical at the time saying, why did you just yeah. do that? Yeah. You know, and Jesus said five words that I think about often. Hmm. She did what she could. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um she she did what she could, you know, yeah. there's nothing more that I can even add to that, yeah, it's not that God has an expectation mm-hmm. of what we're supposed to give, yeah, you yeah. Know, He just He asks us just to give what we can, exactly. And I love those five words. Mm.
0: She did what she, can. she could. She did
1: what she could. That's and, so good. And God said, even after that, which I think is so interesting, he said, wherever the gospel is going to be presented, this story mm-hmm. will be praised. Yeah. You know, Yeah. who Who to thunk? You know, yeah. when she walked in the room with, you know, just looking at him with this, and I'm sure she must have thought about it and couldn't wait to get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's what she could. Mm-hmm. And God said, this is good yeah
0: yeah isn't that great yeah. we just we're supposed to just yeah. give what we can it's not well she should have given no. that to the poor a certain no. way or she should no. have done that you know what i know what god wants me to yeah. do and i read all of scripture there's yeah. so many good verses yeah. don't forget to read yes. about it you know he yes. teaches us then though and he mm-hmm. he's given us certain gifts yep. back to your ephesians two ten, yes. he's made you for yes. a purpose and mm-hmm. with a calling and then as you lay that before him, you're Philippians too, yeah. you know, as you open your hands to him and you do what you can yeah. and you pull your kids aside to share yeah. with them. Are you noticing? Mm-hmm. Try that in your own life. That's so good. Anything else you want to share before I wrap us up
1: here? In you a little know, bit? I I have a quote that I really like and it says, what matters is not the duration of your life. What matters is the donation of your life. Mm. I really like that. Yeah, um, And I think that's what that's what God's talked yeah. about in all those scriptures throughout all of scripture. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what that's what Jesus exemplified. Yeah. It was what he did. Yeah.
0: And you know, that donation, you know, it's that laying down of yes. giving up of yeah. I don't need to hold it. No. You know, whether it's money, whether yeah. it's talents, whether it's time, whatever it is, whether it's a gift that we have, whether it's something given to us, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, if I can lay that down and say, Lord, that this is for you. My life is for you. I really feel like that's gonna play itself out more and more in everything, whether that's in our community and I'm watching your children, you know, pour out to their communities. I'm watching them come up with new ideas. I was just, actually had a meeting with your son, uh, one of your sons yesterday, we're trying to figure out how to, you know, do a brand new thing in a region of Kenya and it's got some bumps and bruises, you know, it's not perfect, but it's because we're trying something new and we're dreaming about something that, is only happening because the two of us are laying down what we thought, you know, and trying to say, let's do something together that we can't do alone. That's what the Hope Venture is trying to do with all of our donors together. We're trying to lay down ourselves and say, could we come together and do something beyond what any one of us could do? And you've been a part of that since the beginning of this. You've been a part of that with your children since God called you. You've been a part of that since you were a little girl and you watched your parents live that life. Mm -hmm. And I would just want to challenge our listeners as we end here, you know, whether you're a young mom or a older dad or mom or whatever, you're in that journey. um, Even as a single, you know, I want to one challenge you not to compare yourself with everybody else. I really want to encourage you to let yourself find grace when you're looking back on your, your point of journey and then just say, what can I get? You know, she gave what she could, you know, that's your challenge right now. If you're driving across the streets of Lincoln and you're tearing up, listening to this and you're saying, why didn't I do it that way? Well, pause for a minute. Just do what you can today. You know, that's our call and, and lay it down. I think that, that Philippians 2, really just do want to challenge us to let this be God's because he is able to supply. He's able to take care of us. Let it be his. Lay it down. Give yourself some grace. And then go and do what you can. Yep. All right. Signing (laughs) off, baby. See you later.